0: Welcome to your weekly astrological weather. This is your place to get practical guidance for not only surviving, but thriving with the cosmic tides. This podcast episode is brought to you by Astrologer Connect your premier source for quality astrology readings. Well, hello everybody and welcome to your weekly astrological weather. I am so happy that you've decided to join us and I'm so happy to be back with all of you. It's been a couple of weeks since I've been the host of the weekly weather. I've been doing some travel. I'm super grateful to Jamie McGee for stepping in in my place. And I'm just really, really happy to be here with you now. And I'm really excited to be here with Clarissa Dolphin, She had her weekly weather debut about a month ago, maybe a little bit longer. And I absolutely adored that episode and just her energy and her enthusiasm and her authenticity and her unique expression. One of the things I love about astrology is it gives us permission to really embody that unique design that we are. And I love witnessing that in other people. And I just feel that so strongly with Clarissa. So I'm very excited to have Clarissa back here to get today to be talking about the weekly weather of, of June 12th to the 18th. And just a little bit about Clarissa, if you haven't met her yet, she is a certified astrologer, shamanic healer, tarot diviner, Reiki master, and a writer based in Los Angeles. She has been cited as an astrological expert in the New York Times. Her work has been featured in various publications like The Career Astrologer, Dirty Laundry, White Hot, Rockley City, Notion Faint, etc. And she is the current president of the International Society of Astrological Research, otherwise known as ISAR. And she's also one of the astrologers on our Astrologer Connect platform. I love seeing the reviews come in for for Clarissa from her readings. People rave about her readings and what she's able to help them understand about themselves. So Clarissa, welcome back to the Weekly Weather.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and I love everything about Astrology Hub and you and the audience. So thank you for having me
0: again. It's great to have you back. All right, so let's talk about the weather for the week. Let's start with that big picture of perspective. What would you say is the overarching theme that we're working with? I think the overarching
1: theme of the week is clarity, productivity, and growth. It's, which they love, honestly. So it's not like a stuck week. It's not the type of week where, you know, we're overly reflective or, and it's not a week where it's, we're crazy 247 doing something and there's no time to think. It's actually constructive. And I'm looking forward to kind of breaking down, you know, the, the individual days, because there's a lot more going on than that, but those are
0: the general themes. Okay. So clarity, productivity, and growth. That's kind of a unique combination of things. Like you said, I, I feel like normally when it's a growth-oriented week, it's not as productive. Like it's more of an internal reflection, maybe like working- through relationship things or, or whatever it is. So that's interesting. Tell us a little bit about the astrology and why you're saying that.
1: Yes. Okay. So obviously I'm a harmonic astrologer, so I'm going to be using terms that may not be kind of like normal, but let's do the normal stuff now, which is there are only like pretty much like a handful of transit to transit aspects, energies that are affecting the whole world. So those are Venus-Quincunx-Saturn on Tuesday, June 13th. Then on Thursday, June 15th, we're going to have Mercury-Square-Saturn. And then Saturday is actually the big day of the week with most of the cosmic energies. That's going to be Saturday, June 17th. We've got mercury sextile venus the new moon in Gemini. And we have also got Saturn-Stationing-Retrograde. Saturn will be retrograde until November 4th. So that's kind of like a chunk of time that we'll get to. And finally, on Sunday, we've got Sun Square Neptune. So those are like the major things. And then once we get to the day by day, I'll break down the harmonics and the midpoints and everything else.
0: So why are you choosing the words clarity, productivity, and growth based on those transits? So the many reasons let's let's start
1: with the mercury stuff and like the gemini stuff and actually the neptune stuff as well so mercury square neptune mercury square neptune as an energy like is analysis investigation so we're unearthing information from that then we have the new moon in gemini and the new moon in gemini is bringing different types of harmonic energies that also elucidate and generally that elucidates ge- like once we have we have so much mutability in the skyring, mutability opens up options might drive some fixed signs crazy <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> but like we've got like a lot of things like opening up as a result of these energies uh finally the sun square neptune's neptune has a bad rap for doing the opposite of you know elucidating right like Neptune has a a reputation for actually like fogging things up but I feel like this uh sun square Neptune like with the harmonics and just as a general energy like in my opinion Neptune can be absolutely crystal clear it's the vision it's the thing that is like the that comes out that's obvious at times So I think we're going to get kind of more clarity on long-term things that we haven't had breakthroughs on, uh, thanks to to this week. Finally, I just want to say one thing about the Cuencons as well, why it's growth. The nature of the Cuencons aspect uh, is growth. It's a moving aspect that takes
0: us to new places. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? (laughs) I mean, that's fascinating. I haven't heard the quincunx described particularly in that way. So I'd love to just hear you talk about that a little bit more.
1: Cool. Thank you, Amanda. Yeah. Okay. Now my inner nerd is like all out. I've been studying and researching the quincunx for about three to four years now. So according to my research, the quincunx, and this think in terms of energy, not archetypes as well. So let's just try to feel this in our bodies. According to my research, the quincons is like perennial puberty. So think about when you were in puberty and you were growing and it hurt. Like my joints hurt a lot. Had no idea how tall you're going to be, what type of adult you're going to be, but you're growing anyway. Lots of awkwardness with it. Like, why am I feeling all these hormones? I'm going nuts. And, you know, but I can't see, you can't see the end result, but you're still growing in that direction. That's what the Klingon is. That's what it does. That's what its function
0: is. That is fascinating. I mean, especially I have two, I have a 14-year-old and an 11-year-old. And one thing we did recently was we have these girls' circles, like these moon circles that we've been doing for a few years, some of us moms with our daughters. And we had them anonymously write questions and put them in a little basket. and And then we've been putting all the questions together and answering them and we're putting together a little book for them. But my point is so many of the questions are exactly what you just said. Like, what am I going to be like when I grow up? What am I going to look like? It, how am I going to feel? Like, how am I going to know how to feel? How am I how does it feel to be in love? How am I going to feel like all these questions? And it's like, oh yeah, it's, it's really a time of like, I know things are changing, but I don't know where they're going yet. And so what I'm hearing from you say is that that's the kind of growth that's happening this this week where we don't, we might not have the clear outcome, but we know things are shifting like fundamentally and that we will be different on the other side of it, but that we don't know what that looks like. Is that basically the, when you're talking about the growth of this week? That's kind of what you're saying. Yes,
1: I think that that's definitely going to be the vibe on Tuesday when we got the Venus Queen Conk Saturn for sure. But fortunately, fortunately, with all that like Mercury sextile Venus stuff in the latter parts of the week, like Thursday, Friday, we're actually going to get kind of critical details as well. I think that the the growth situation. That you're so beautifully tying into like your actual real daughter, you know, like literally going through purity now is like we're not going to know early in the week how all the puzzle pieces land in material reality. But we're going to have so many like so much insight as to how to to generate What we want, and so much help, and so many different kind of like possibilities for how they
0: land by the end of the week, for sure. Love it. Okay, so let's break it down. Let's go go through the days and tell us what's happening each day, please. Okay, cool. Oh yeah, like let's please do it. Okay, so (laughs) so
1: on Monday the twelfth, we've got Mercury conjunct the Venus Neptune midpoint in the sky. So when I'm talking about midpoints and stuff. Why I love to use them is because there's a combination of three or more planets. So it's really quite a lot of energy. So with that, like Venus, Neptune is really poetic, idealistic, romance. So that's a day that I think like on a societal level, just in general, there is going to be a lot of art, poetry, romance, rom-coms romantic novels fairy tales book clubs writing writers that's the type of thing that's going to be kind of highlighted on that day and it is a day that's that um is dreamy i mean that's the vibe of it so that's a great day like on a personal level to get your dream on bust out your journal your notebook and really kind of take the fantasy where you need to go with it and that's really the only thing. That's the only aspect happening on June 12th. That's why this this week is kind of a little more chill. The last time I was on, you know, uh, the weekly weather, that week was insane. <laughs> like, it's not that type of week. Like, we can actually, um, you know, get stuff done. That's another reason why it's productive. So on uh, Tuesday, and I'm speaking in terms of Pacific time, uh, so some of this, like if you're in Australia, it'll be the next day. So we're Tuesday, June 13th. This is an this is the Venus Queen Hunk Saturn day. And in terms of harmonics, we've got a few going on in the background. So we've got the 11th harmonic, and I'll explain to you what this is. The 13th harmonic, the eighth, and the seventh, all going on in the background. So this is, even though there's a Venus, Quincunx, Saturn, this is actually still like an active day. So let me break down everything. So Mercury is, is conjunct Neptune in the 11th harmonic on the 13th. 11th harmonic is insatiable, restless, insatiable hunger. So it's like, it is moving super fast and it's hungry. It wants to get to the future. 11th harmonic is very futuristic just in general. So when you're talking to 11th harmonic people, even though they're in the present time, typically they're saying things that are relevant for, for generations 200 years from now. I mean, it's, su- it's super um, expansive in that regard. But when we have Mercury Neptune there, the 11th harmonic is, is the, basically how we're likely to experience it it's just a flood of insights. Oh my God, like, and it's like rapid because the 11th harmonic, you can't control. It's rapid fire and it's intense. So this is a day where like the Monday the day before it was like, you know, reverie, some, the beautiful poetic experience. Like on Tuesday, we're getting rapid fire insights into the future and, you know, bordering on madness. So in the, in the greatest possible way. Okay, it's beautiful, madness. Okay, we also have a lot of 13th Harmonic going on. 13th Harmonic so, is the energetic function of singularity, but it's also seeking specialness. Like It's seeking something unique that stand out from the crowd that's non-conformance. It doesn't follow rules. What's fascinating about this is that we've got Mars-Pluto mars jupiter and mars uranus in the 13th harmonic on the 13th so what does that mean like when we've got mars jupiter pluto mars pluto works really hard so even though we've only got one major aspect like the venus Quintcon, saturn transit to transit this 11th harmonic and 13th harmonic energy in the background on Tuesday is making us work for something extremely unique and significant really, really hard. So we're going to put our heart and soul into it and, you know, break a sweat because Mars Pluto is is the type of thing and Mars Uranus type of energy where you're not sleeping. You're, you're working two, four, seven. Also, we've got sun Venus. This is why I like this week because it's pleasurable because this growth and this productivity and this energy it it's it's so let me give you an aspect and explain this in a different way also on tuesday june 13th we've got sun sun semi-square venus so basically sun and venus are touching in the eighth harmonic and sun venus in the eighth harmonic is just magnetic it's just beautiful it just sucks in opportunities to you. So you it's not like all hard work, no, no play, no receipt, no like you're not going anywhere with it. It's it's like you're attracting this these opportunities and this this abundance to you and the Venus Saturn energy, the Venus quincunx Saturn, and the Sun, Mars, and the seventh harmonic, that's gonna indicate that this is this is going to have long-term impact uh, of growth for us and another thing i want to say about venus Quincon saturn before we move on to wednesday is that the 25th harmonic is lit up for venus Quincon saturn so 25th harmonic is creative genius period so all so this pubescent like vibe of let me Let's go to Venus, quincunx, Saturn, because I want to give you guys a little bit more context before I analyze this. According to my research, the quincunx means purposeful, relevant anomaly. So it is this anomaly that comes up out of the blue that leads to different paths that did not exist without the anomaly. So again, that's kind of part of the the growth uh, function of the quake itself. But now let's add the Venus Saturn to it. Venus Saturn is nature, and it's raw, unembellished nature. So it's like the bark of the tree. It's like grass. It's not like beautifully ornate things. It's organic. It, I mean, it's it's beautiful. Um but unembellished, right? Like, for example, like today, like I'm turning up for weekly weather, like I'm about to put the choker on and put some makeup on, right? But typically Venus-Saturn, like no makeup, you know, I'm just with my dogs on the couch, like that's Venus-Saturn. So for this on a macro level, I expect on this Tuesday date and the whole week, I expect our society to to receive news events about some weird anomaly in nature that we didn't spot before but it's taking us to different ways. like and another thing i want to say is the 11th harmonic is active pretty much every day this week so what does that mean that that's that means it's bringing us to the future 11th harmonic as intense as it gets, as, you know, because 11th harmonic can create meltdown and breakdown, but it's also so exciting. It's cutting edge. The 11th harmonic brings innovation. It propels us into the future. So when we have like this funky anomaly thing going on, we still have the 11th harmonic book, uh, Instant Inventions. The 5th the harmonic is like that too, so... 25, five times five, creative genius, all this kind of stuff with the 11th. That's inventions. That's like, that's like, you know, we're talking, Pluto is no longer an Aquarius. I'm mourning that. <laughs> I'm like, thumb back, please. But this week is almost kind of like a mini Pluto and Aquarius in the innovation, in the, you know, bringing us forward. So there's
0: that. And this brings us to Wednesday. Clarissa, real quick. Yes, You know, the last time you were on the weekly Weather, we talked quite a bit about what harmonic astrology is and how it integrates with the more traditional approach to astrology. And you were also on the Astrology Hub podcast a long time ago, like really defining it and making it, helping us understand what harmonic astrology is. So I just want to let everybody know that we will put the episode numbers of those episodes in the show notes so that if you want to go back and understand, wait, she keeps saying this 11th harmonic and the 13th harmonic and what does this mean and how does it integrate with what I understand about astrology already, you can go back and check out those episodes. So I just wanted to mention that quickly here before we move on.
1: Thank you very much, Amanda. I appreciate that. Yeah, because the jargons, even the most advanced astrologers are like, what are you talking about? So I'm I'm glad that, um, you know, you put that out there. And also I just want to just, in 30 seconds, I'll tell you right now, like what's harmonic astrology? Like harmonic astrology is basically frequency. So the planets are frequencies, energies. We're dealing with things like basically the whole, the chart, is a subatomic entity that emits waves that I'm picking up as the astrologer that we're picking up. Everything is energy. That's what harmonic astrology is in in terms of
0: like approach in a nutshell. And you said something earlier in this episode about you, you, you made a distinction between an archetype and energy. And I think if I'm understanding correctly, that's some that goes to the core of a vibrational astrology that we're not talking about the archetypes of the planets we're not talking about the historical or mythological or um you know the the ideas that these planets represent for us it's more of the energetic frequency that they're emitting which is it's it's different it's it's probably a lot of overlap but there is a difference between an archetype and an energetic frequency so uh, is that correct completely correct and i'm just so happy
1: like for some reason that we're talking about this it's so exciting because yes so like archetypes they're social constructs in a lot of ways and they're they're to me like in turn so archetypes are like step two after the energy so let's think about it this way like if we're in a party and somebody comes up or a few people, somebody is obviously sad. We feel them. They're sad. They're not the archetype of the hermit reversed. Mm-hmm. And so like, same thing. Like if, if, if somebody comes to a party, they're hilarious and they make you laugh. You're, you know, it's just enthusiastic. It's fun. That's Jupiter Uranus. It's, it goes straight to the energy versus the decoding of the energy, which is what archetypes do. And they're still legit. And there is, I love astrology, you know, period. I don't care what kind. And it's you're a person like me, who's very energetically sensitive, who's like empathic and is like, you know, a person who feels things first and then thinks about it and then processes it. You know, there's a lot then that, I think the purview might make more, a little more sense to you because it's not all. Another way to put it is like, I think the human mind, like, not everything goes through it. Not everything. I, I think that there are things and realities and energies greater than the human mind that the mind picks up on as a receptor. And then we process it and etc So harmonic astrology, we're going straight up to that stuff to the stuff in 5D, a million D that, you know, we can only get a snippet of if we try to intellectualize it,
0: but we can probably feel it. Does mm-hmm. that make any sense at all? Oh, compl- I like, it, it It makes complete sense to me. And I, I, it explains a lot, you know, when we have a, a gut instinct or we just have a feeling or like you're, you're you're sick, you know, the, you get goosebumps or the, yeah. the skin on your arms, you know, the hair on your arms goes up and you're sensing something. And then a lot of times we try to put a story to it and try to like, make it make sense. But really it's kind of like, I don't know, I just feel that, or I just, something feels off or something feels good or, you know, whatever it is. That's, that's a great explanation. And so as you're listening to Clarissa go through the rest of the week, just when she's talking about the harmonic and giving a number to it, she's talking about an energetic frequency that, a, that the planets are making as they're moving through their different positions in the sky. Yes? Yes,
1: exactly. And, you know, I often uh, fantasize about what they would sound like. You know, what does the 26th sound like? You know, like, or what, what frequency is it on? It's like the sofaggio stuff, all that stuff. You know the scales of music. That's what the the planets are doing when they're moving around, and then they're creating our material reality with all the waves and stuff, and probably more.
0: So yeah, exactly. It's so mind. It's just like it's crazy. Okay, uh, let's go to Wednesday.
1: Yes, yes. Let's please go to Wednesday. So Wednesday is all harmonics too, right? Because we don't have like a major aspect transit to transit aspect. So Wednesday we've got all 11th harmonic stops. So Mars-Jupiter is active in the 11th. And this is why, another reason why this week is so productive, because when we have Mars-Jupiter as an energy, Mars-Jupiter creates solutions. And when we have Mars-Jupiter in the 11th harmonic, it's super beyond fast. So the solutions are coming boom, boom, nonstop. And, We've also got Venus-Neptune. So Venus-Neptune in the 11th room on it is, well, here's another undercurrent that I'm just putting together right now, but there's a lot of like Venus-Neptune and just kind of Venusian energy also in the background. Like romance, art, creativity. We have like these, these really fantastic creative solutions. So if you've been feeling blocked in some area of life where it's like, okay, like I literally have been stuck on this for months weeks years like i have no idea what i have no good ideas about this well boom they come rapid fire like today on on this wednesday you've also got sun uranus so sun uranus in the 11th harmonic is kind of like twofold in that sun uranus in the 11th harmonic can feel really anxious so i think that's probably the downfall of this is like anxiety And the Venus-Neptune in the 11th harmonic, with that, it's going to make, it's like, oh my God, like, the 11th harmonic wants it now. Like, it doesn't want to wait. It can't wait. So the pressure to, you know, materialize this, I think, can be a little bit much for some people. But at the same time, Mars-Jupiter is still here. So you are finding solutions. Um, so you are moving forward remember that you like you are moving forward it's it's okay so um other stuff that we've got going on today we've got mercury conjunct the mars neptune midpoint then uranus conjunct the mercury jupiter midpoint so this is going to bring in a different angle in that this is another context for the whole theme of the week too the group angle so like they're so part of these insights that you know are are rapidly coming together on a personal and societal level like we're finally getting clarity on how to proceed in groups with other people so this isn't just kind of like it's obviously this isn't just personal insight when we've got mercury jupiter uranus going on and Mercury uh, semi-sextile Jupiter, Mercury-Jupiter is a bird's eye view. It's seeing things from, you know, uh, a higher perspective that impacts multiple people. So for this, like, we're going to be able to actually have people help us with these endeavors willingly. And also, there's a gift a gap to this. You know, this is good for negotiations. This is good for one thing that came up as I was preparing this weekly weather and doing some analysis was like, I was thinking a lot about our experience in the pandemic. Um, The pandemic itself with actual, like in the trade side of it, where it's like, okay, like everything is literally stuck at the ports. Like we don't, we cannot actually transport Court this, so that things like that are are blowing or going to open up in terms of trade and business this week. But also, this is also impacting environment, right? Like in terms of okay, now we finally have this nail that eats plastic or something like that. so, and finally on a social level, with this this type of energy. You know, our experience, I'm speaking from an American talk context as well. During the pandemic, we had so many cultural things happen. We had the Me Too movement, Black Lives Matter. Unfortunately, AAPI, Kate, we're still having like transgender and LGBTQ community, things like that. Well, this week, we're finally going to have like, oh, kind of more like insight and freedom to work together in, in, in the United States. And I hate this term, which drives me insane, but this, this happens, people say across the aisles as if there's only one aisle and only two things talking about our political um, system and things like that. It's beyond across the aisle. It's all, it's 5 million aisles, we're figuring it out. So long-term like problems even that you may have had like on a social level, Like, wow, now we finally get this insight, these ins, to to actually liberating the problem and working
0: through it. So that's cool. That's amazingly cool. (laughs) Just a (laughs) follow-up question. Is this a permanent solution or is this like a moment in time where things feel a little bit easier to bridge that gap? Ooh, that's such a good question,
1: Amanda, because I think this is actually a moment in time. This week is like more advantageous because the 11th harmonic doesn't last. It's almost like this big blast or what, how typically we conceptualize Uranus where it's just like, boom, you know, take advantage of it now. We don't know how it's going to put, like it's like a gust of wind that boom, like it it pushes the boat in a
0: certain direction, but not long-term. Yeah well at least it gives us a glimpse of what's possible yeah. i i i think sometimes progress works that way you know where we get that glimpse of what is possible and yes it may feel like we revert back to something else but it, but once that possibility is in our awareness then it's easier to actually create it and 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 taste it touch it feel it know what we're working towards so again even if it's just like oh god and now now we're back where we were where <laughs> Impossible for people to see eye to eye or whatever it is. At least we had that moment of like, but it could be like that, or we could find things that help us in this way. So it's positive either way you look at it, short term or long term. I just had to ask that question because the divide at times feels so vast and so big that I was like, could it possibly be like in a week where we're like, we're, you know, we're coming together again, or maybe we never were as together as it seemed, but. You know, you 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 hear what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, because there's a lot of hopefulness in that. It's like, oh my, I feel the same. I feel very similar in that. It's like, God, can we just get over it and work together and come together, please? Like, um, and but we will. Like, I think this you're you're correct in that we do get a taste of that this week. We do see the possibility that we we're not going to give up. There is hope. Um, and very in real concrete ways. So that's cool. Okay. I like it. Yeah. All right. So that's it. so now we're on to uh Thursday. Yes. Yes, we're on to Thursday. And this is like one of the days where we actually have a big transit to transit aspect. And that's going to be Mercury Square Saturn. So Mercury Square Saturn in terms of the harmonics in the background. And I think I mentioned this before, but I'll say it again. Mercury Square Saturn is analysis. So it's investigation, it's research, it is cerebral. So it is the type of thing where like we're unearthing information and testing models and things like that. So in the background, the harmonics of this transit are 29th harmonic, 11, 22, 32, and 31. So I'll I'll break down what these are. So 29th harmonic is the energetic function of improving by adopting a perspective outside of what you grew up with, outside of what. So once again, that egalitarian thing where it's like, okay, hey, I'm going to adopt your research, your analysis, this, this. So the, a lot of facts are coming up this week. This is a fact week and we're remixing and we're, we're developing and moving forward based on this information. And to your earlier point just now, Amanda, I think this is the type of week where it's like we're blasting forward, um, but we're actually dealing with things that we may have been sitting on for a lot for a long time, and finally we have these this information that pushes us in a, a direction that we've been waiting to go in, that we didn't have the facts for the information for. So that's that's coming up today on Thursday, June fifteenth. Also, we already went over the 11th harmonic and insatiable restlessness, et cetera. 22 is 11 times two. In harmonic astrology, when you do times two, it literally means with others. It's literally the opposition aspect. So it's like you something, you see somebody else and they're involved. So we, insatiable restlessness, uh, innovation with others. So I again like i'm excited about the the science of this week i'm excited about the research and the investigations and the 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 new information that's going to push us uh forward as a society particularly today uh june 15th this thursday we've also got mercury sun mercury conjunct the sun uranus midpoint that day and mercury sun uranus is like is just rapid fire like a mercury uranus type of person is uh literally like a super brain android computer in a person to process all this information like boom 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 doesn't know anything you can tell uh a mercury uranus for like so if a mercury uranus person like doesn't know anything about baking or you know like they can basically learn everything about baking in five seconds. And so you add any topic. So this is amazing for, for um, mental and knowledge innovation as a society. And I think, again, like we're seeing like a current, like in the energies of just all this rapid fire insight. Um, so the problem with this energy is that it's not, very reflective and focused in um in that like it's not the type of thing where this isn't a journaling week except for on monday like that's the only day that like you might be conscious enough to like chill with the information this is the type of information where it's like wow like I want to do something about this like right now and that and that and that and that. that's the that's the problem like on a molecular personal level with all of this stuff because you literally can't possibly do it all this instant. um but it's cool and it's fun and it's it's bringing it's like it opening up the worlds of the future we've also got mercury jupiter and um mercury neptune in the fifth harmonic and the 11th harmonic fifth harmonic is creative free flow and it is creative as in like basic art yes but it's also where you get lost in what you're doing what you want to do um like i'm getting lost talking to amanda and you guys right now like i love doing this like what how much time has passed i don't know that's like fifth harmonic, like in terms of like an energy and how it like actually feels. So when we've got Mercury and Neptune there, Mercury and Neptune, I think on a social level, mundane forecasting is different in the fifth harmonic because I see it oftentimes um, with conspiracy theories. So I think Thursday and Friday, we're going to have kind of like a mixed bag. Where it's like, okay, there's all this exciting insight and now we're going to see things kind of split where some members of our society are doing, are going crazy with certain parts of information that, you know, now we're going to get into, you know, Thursday and Friday where it's like, okay, I was excited about that, but now this isn't making sense. (laughs) Now, like now I feel like we're going into kind of like a stranger directions, but it's still, it's still energizing and creativity inducing and all these, it's almost like, you know, I don't know, being introduced to totally alien worlds, even if you thought you knew everything about the subject. It's really cool. So that's that. I think we should probably move on to Saturday because that's the big day. That's the day, that's the biggest day of the week. So we've got a lot of things going on on Saturday. We've got the new moon in Gemini. We've also got Saturning, Saturn stationing retrograde. And we've also got Mercury sextile Venus. So let's do the big one first. So Saturn stationing retrograde. Whenever there are outer, outer planets stationing retrograde, I don't, really, I don't really worry about that too much. They, they have like less of an impact, in my humble opinion, than inner planets that station retrograde. So basically the harmonics behind this Saturn retrograde, 27th harmonic, 18. 27th, obviously nine times three. 18 is nine times two. Ninth harmonic is community and healing. 27th harmonic is universal healing so it's the idea of the this energy that loves us all all being that we can tap into so that's 27th harmonic 18th harmonic is going to be community and healing with others so it's kind of like this is actually a really healing saturn retrograde period so it's about like ameliorating building bridges like and literal health stuff too the ninth harmonic is biological sciences often. Um, I see nurses have it all the time, people who administer kind of medicine. So I think like, and this, and also for some odd reason that I can't prove yet, maybe never will, but the ninth harmonic often comes up in natural events like storms, like weather occurrences, etc. cetera. So that's another thing that the Venus-Saturn quincons brought up on Tuesday but this Saturn return cycle or excuse me Saturn retrograde until November 4th by the way like it's gonna bring us to and I'm this is another reason why I love this week I do think that we're actually going to make headway in healing the earth period healing the planet healing ourselves it's like a beautiful week for that. And this is what the Saturn stationing retrograde is going to support as well.
0: You mentioned that outer planets stationing retrograde, in your opinion, are not as earth shattering as inner planets stationing retrograde. Were you specifically referring to the station itself or the
1: entire
0: retrograde period?
1: I think in the moment, the station itself, but I
0: meant the entire retrograde period yeah okay so you think that the the outer planets going retrograde just don't have as much impact on our like day-to-day reality or is it that they're sort of like more behind the scenes and and doing things subconsciously or or can you just explain that a little bit more what you meant by that
1: sure i think it's more the latter amanda where it's kind of more behind the scenes or it's not so for example whenever mercury retrogrades It's like something is going wrong in my personal life. Like my computer is going down. I can't reach this person, whatever. Whenever Venus is retrograde, there's something that is majorly blah in my personal life. That's like, oh my God, you know, et cetera, et cetera. and, And so on and so on. But once we get to like Saturn and Neptune and Uranus and even Pluto retrograde, it's actually, I think, personally more fun of an experience because it's like oh Saturn's retrograde well now I can you know finally complete this thing or you know Pluto's retrograde like it's less of like a direct personal impact on your day-to-day and more of just kind of like uh, a bit of I wouldn't even say liberation I actually really like (laughs) discovering this myself now I really like outer planet retrogrades like there it's a different kind of sensibility
0: okay i i and i love to think about them as like kind of like a drumbeat in the background like it's 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 a yeah. s- stage is setting the tone there's like certain bigger picture themes we can explore when they're moving forward or backwards and and sort of use that to guide an overarching direction in our life versus like you said, the day-to-day reality. Exactly, and that's why they're fun. Yeah, okay, all right. Anything else about Saturday?
1: Yes, so a few things about Saturday. We've got the new moon in Gemini, also Mercury sextile Venus. So communication's gonna be off the charts in a good way. So like this is like a really and it's fascinating because both the the Saturn retrograde station and the new moon in Gemini have prominent twenty seventh harmonics. Um, so that's prominent universal healing. That's pro, it's almost like these these uh these aspects, these planets, these, this situation. It's pushing an influx of 27 into our world, into the earth. And what is that? That's like all this beautiful Gaia energy, this nirvana, this thing that, you know, really kind of like helps all of us. And we've also got Mercury sextile Venus. Mercury Venus is eloquent reading and writing, period. That's how it comes out. So for this, like, this is a great day, even though it's Saturday and Sunday in Australia, et cetera. Like the weekend's a great day to, to kind of like really um, cement, well, not even cement, but just reach out and talk to people, reach out and throw those comms out, like build those kind of bridges in terms of, of trying to come on the same page, et cetera. I, and once again, I think literary stuff and speaking and all that kind of stuff is going to be prominent in the news cycle this week. So that's cool. This is like a very, like, beautiful, creative week. Um, Also, and finally, before we move on to Sunday, which is actually a chiller day of the week. So Monday and Sunday, those are the days to chill chill this week and be reflective. Finally, on Saturday, the 17th, we've also got that Mars-Pluto energy in the the 11th is coming back. So we've got Mars-Pluto, Mercury-Pluto, Mercury-Mars in the 11th harmonic. So what that is, that's just like, that is a lot of learning. That's a lot of, so I think like on Saturday, it's kind of like a culmination peak point of this insightful week. Like you're going to get so much clarity, so much information on how to move forward in an incredible direction on Saturday. You've also got Venus Uranus in the ninth harmonic, and that's Venus Uranus is straight up sound healing, energy healing, Reiki, Theta, anything like that, frequency waves, music, dance, etc. So this is a feel good day. Like it feels we're we're getting um, healed, and then also we've got Sun conjunct Mercury, uh, Sun conjunct Mars, Jupiter midpoint. So again, like this whole day is like solution oriented. It's like we're doing something positive, like we're moving forward. And then we get to Sunday where we get to chill. Like Sunday, we've got seventh harmonic. We've got ninth harmonic and the sun square Neptune. So Venus, Saturn, seventh harmonic. It's a little bit more of like a stoic day Sunday. It's a little bit more of like a day where I maybe straight up on a personal level like with all the 11th harmonic I don't know if you can tell but I'm I'm native 11th harmonic so it's like uh, you can feel it right like that's it feels like really intense and like even with even natives like myself when we have 11th harmonic energies it still burns us out like we a lot of us can feel burnt out by Sunday so like It's a day to, I think, you know, uh, walk in nature, Venus, Saturn, 11th harmonic. I think we're going to be kind of like a little bit more like pensive, thoughtful, thinking about, you know, how, how we, our health, our actual physical bodies, how we're relating to nature at large, its health. um, And then... The let's let's see the Sun Square Neptune too, and the energies behind that. Why I think it's more of a clarifying Neptune situation than it is a confusing one is because we've got the third harmonic, the sixteenth harmonic. Third and sixteen, they're moving. They're moving forward. So it's not a dense Neptune where it's like, oh my god, like I'm stuck in. I don't. This is like too much. It's a Neptune that is like get why i'm having that vision oh oh it's moving in that direction like you can see where things are going and um anything else about this yeah i think yeah it's a good integration day and it's ultimately like a, a clarifying week. you know we're we're kind of like we we're seeing the big picture and it's exciting so that's cool. I think, I think I'm think i good,
0: though, here. Awesome. Larissa, I would love to just summarize some of the things that like really popped out at me in terms of the overarching themes for the week. And you mentioned the word, again, clarity a lot. So clarity on how to move forward, productivity, growth. You said it's a constructive week, um, that it's not insane. So like in just in terms of overall energetic, like, feeling. It's not an overly intense week. It's creative. There's, it's pleasurable. There will be moments of having insight and freedom into how we can work together more productively. Lots of ideas. This, there's this opportunity to get unstuck in places where we might have felt like we're stuck. And the feeling of actually moving forward. So there will be that, that sense of moving forward. There will be a lot of information unearthed and information. I also got sort of like information downloads, like insights, visions into the future and clarity on how to proceed in groups. There will be facts that are illuminated that help us move forward and making headway in how we can heal the earth, which is another just like bonus for this week. Building bridges, rapid fire insights, bringing us to the future, innovations, inventions. So a lot of this kind of Uranian, aquarian kind of vibe. Um, you know, the sudden breakthroughs, information, uh, things that that feel maybe out of the box and out of the norm. And but that but it's relevant. That's what I liked about what you shared too is they're not just like random insights they're actually relevant for for the way that you can move forward in a productive way so just lots of amazing energy this week you're the perfect messenger for the energy this week and it's true that we do when we get to be in the presence of people who embody certain frequencies it's like we get to get a transmission of what that is like so It's been really helpful to hear a lot about the 11th harmonic and then to hear that you are a very 11th harmonic type person. So it's like, oh, like something I get activated when I listen to Clarissa or I get, you know, whatever it is that you feel from that. And you can see how you actually engage with that 11th harmonic. And also maybe there's something in you that is 11th harmonic. So it's kind of like it's hitting that chord or striking that chord for you what i love about listening to you do the work, weekly weather every whatever you come on is that we actually get to learn another astrological language and i'm sure many of you listen go and go wow am i that like what harmonic am i what is you know what what is my makeup harmonic wise or uh, i'm not i'm not saying that clearly but you understand what i'm saying so we are going to be doing something next week not this week it's going to be instant insights week And we're going to be having astrologers available to you to just hop on with those quick questions. You can hop on with Clarissa and say, tell me about my chart. Like what is the, what is the predominant harmonic in my chart? And what does that mean? Or you can hop on with someone and ask a question about a quick question about your career or about a relationship issue that is up for you right now, or Like literally the list goes on and on and on. You lost your wallet and you want an astrologer to help you find it. You are deciding whether or not it's time to move or what the year ahead is like for you. Any of these kinds of questions that come up throughout your life and you think, huh, I wonder what the astrology would say about that. Or I wonder if an astrologer could help me with that. Any of those questions is gonna be the best week for you to try it out. So we're doing five minutes free during Instant Insights Week, which kind of can be enough time to actually get a question answered. You might need a little bit more time, but you really can get some of those those pressing questions answered in five minutes. You get five minutes free, and then it goes to the astrologer's per minute price. But this is going to be a really affordable way for you to just get those quick questions answered and try the platform. Try the Astrologer Connect platform and see if there's astrologers that you really love working with. The way that I think about it is we literally, and and I actually do use astrology this way, but we could have our own team of astrological advice, like our own astrological advisory board, where there are different astrologers you go to when different things come up in your life to get insights. Because as you know, from listening to us here at Astrology Hub, there's a lot of different types of astrology. There's a lot of different types of astrologers. It's really hard to choose and you don't have to. So again, next week, we're going to be doing that. We'll have more information for you on the weekly weather, but I just want to give you that heads up. Gather your questions this week as you're going throughout your weeks. Go, huh, I wonder what the astrologer would say about this. I wonder what they say about that. Just gather your questions and then you can come on and like rapid fire, ask your questions during insight in, during instant insights week. All right. Lorset, anything else you want to say before we wrap up?
1: I just want to thank you once again, Amanda, and thank you everybody for tuning in. Like, yeah, bring, this is like a rapid insights download week. So it's actually super perfect to bring all the things that you need information onto the Instance Insights week next week, which is going to be super fun. Like, I can't wait. And I'm sure like the rest of the Astrologer Connect team is like super, super pumped too. So thanks for the opportunity.
0: Yeah, we're going to have the platform staffed so that the likelihood of you getting an astrologer to answer your question right when you need it is going to be very high. And um, we're going to be looking for all of your feedback and we can't wait to share it with you. So, Clarissa, thank you for being here for the weekly weather. Thanks to all of you for tuning in. Thank you for making astrology a part of your life. Thank you for letting astrology be a guide for you as you navigate your life. And I'm so I'm assuming if you're here at the end of this episode that it's helpful to you and that you do get those insights you need, and the, the astrological allies that you have in the sky all the time. I mean you already have an, an advisory board. The planets are your advisory board. And yes, the astrologers are incredible interpreters of the language of light, the literal language of light. But thank you just thank you for making astrology a part of your life. We're so grateful to have you here in our community. And we look forward to connecting with you on the next episode. Take care, everybody, and have a, a fabulous week. Thank you again, Clarissa.
1: Thank you. Bye.
0: This podcast is presented by Astrology Hub. You can learn more and find all of our shows at astrologyhub.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review and hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you can stay up to date on the latest episodes and help more people find the wisdom of astrology thank you for taking the time to do this now thank you for being a part of our community and for making astrology a part of your life